Confederate flags on better wrist rags. Confederate flags are better wrist rags. Who is this fucking racist? Had enough, I don't wanna play this game anymore Cause it's tough to take it seriously Fuck, now it's stuck with sadists Satan, one nation under hatred Eight years fucking wasted Now great fear lays in wake of the mistake of an Anglo-Christian faith Some of the problems that we're facing A poor relations with foreign nations A hateful wall, mass deportation And no healthcare unless the wealth's there With no regard for basic welfare Of any non-white, non-straight, non-Christian And not to mention all the women Orange is not the new black in this prison Confederate flags are better Rags. Confederate flags are better as rags. Confederate flags are better as rags. Confederate flags are better as rags. So tie one around Uncle Donnie's neck and hang him from the roof just beyond the deck. I don't live with the fear, it's crystal clear. But it gets vicious here, shit, this is near. Cause my next in line, I expect to shine. If respect declines, I'll eject mine. Leave America, cause these chums scared to the people carrying us. He's embarrassing. Us. This is a plutocracy, these fools got to see If you rock with me, then we'll drop the beat On these bandits, TNT, damage, see what's these planets Take it back while it's still intact From the apeshit races who don't deal it fast Cause they know truth is the enemy of fear Took Malcolm Martin, Jay Kennedy, and Piers All in the name of greed to preserve the life Now it's our turn, then they just deserve to die Confederate flags are better as rags Confederate flags are better as rags Boy, that sure is a strange fruit hanging from that tree. It looks like a giant orange. Namazi caballeros, ladies and gentlemen, bienvenidos, welcome to the show, Life in Zero Gravity, Vida in Zero Gravidad, you know what time it is, you know que hora es, sabes que, <laughs> oh man, so, I got a show for you. I, I actually want to announce that I'll be doing a new format. I just put these sunglasses on. You can't see. You will be able to see starting next year, but you can't see now that I have a new format and these shades. Maybe I'll wear them. I feel like it's it's making me 
It's making me a little cooler. Making me a little smoother. For the ladies to listen to. Hey, ladies. Men, you can turn away for now. Ladies, let me address you. It's your boy, Big Zero. I'm here for you. Sensually, emotionally, physically, whichever way you want to find me. I'm here for you, ladies. <laughs> but yes. Okay. Everybody can come back now. I just had to talk to the ladies for a minute. But yes. Uh, so I just, I don't know how the fuck I didn't think of this before, but I think it's a great idea. I'm going to start instead of doing big long segments the show is now going to be comprised of a bunch of short segments it sounds obvious right but it's going to make it way easier to organize shit i think you're going to get a better product because you're not going to have me even though i'm very quick on my feet look at me fucking bragging about myself while saying something that i could do better <laughs> it's only one zero but it will make it easier to organize. So when I do these best of things, it'll be easier for me to compile it. Cause now I feel like whenever I do a best of like, yeah, they're great, <laughs> you know, and like they give you a lot when you hear the best, cause that's coming up best of season four. Is it four? Shit. It is four. Isn't it? I believe <laughs> I got, yeah, I believe it is. <laughs> I don't know how I don't, we're deep into this. This season's almost over. <laughs> like, Honestly, how many more episodes are there? I haven't really counted, but there's got to be, let's see. So this this week, so you got one, two, maybe six, six, maybe seven at the most. It's not a lot of episodes, so not a lot left. And one of them is a best of, so there's really not a lot. The last one is I do a best of, you know, just to review the year is kind of fun. It's the only show where I reuse material, you know, so it's the only one. It's the only episode all year where I like reuse shit that I did before. I got to say, um, this season, man, I feel like I've really, I dropped the ball in getting guests and I've dropped the ball in promoting it, honestly, like. Because my Instagram engagement just dips lower and lower all the time. Like no one sees my stuff. No one likes my stuff anymore on there. And I'm I'm kind of done with the platform, to be honest with you. It's, it's really gotten annoying at this point. So um, I think the only way to really promote shit on there is to, I, th I believe that people would like this show if they heard it. I mean, we got a five out of five rating. I probably shouldn't say that because now someone's going to come and fuck it up. Someone who doesn't like me because I know you motherfuckers hate watching me and hate listen. I could tell. <laughs> never like anything. Never reply to messages, but you watch every damn story. That's so weird to me <laughs> personally. I don't do that. Like, I, I'm not interested. I'm not trying to watch people that I don't like. So I don't know. But y'all weird motherfuckers do that. So nothing i could do <laughs> but uh yeah I, I wanted to do a new format because i think it'll be helpful in actually organizing and coming up with ideas because i think now i'm coming up with so much off the top of my head and even though i organize it it's still like 
jumping from one topic to another. I think this will make it easier and better to like move to different episodes. Like if I want to use this stuff for best of, this would be good for that. So that's the plan for the new format. We will see. I think that's what I'm going to do though. Oh, one thing that I want to mention before we go on this short break is that I will be doing an interview on the 22nd November with, um, should I name the interviewer? Probably. So I'm doing an interview with the China show for the China show, a local Inland Empire interviewer, journalist, Miss China. Um, she's interviewed, you know, some artists I admire, notably uh, TJ Quick, Sugar Free, Hit Boy, um, oh, Primo Rice, like a bunch of people, hella people, honestly, like all types of, she's been grinding. So I'm looking forward to doing that interview and it should be fun. I'm not sure we're going to be doing some type of activity. So be on the look for the lookout for that. I'm excited. It should be cool. Um, I haven't done a lot of interviews, so it's a different position for me. And I'm looking forward to it. I want to see what Miss China show asked me, see what we come up with. So, yeah, um, she is always covering events. You'll see her. She covered, uh, she was on stage uh, last night at the what is that thing called high hopes she was out there with sugar free in them so she's um she's doing big things honestly you know and hit boy i mean the hit boy interview was cool it's cool for her to it's cool to see people shining like that in general there's a girl that i used to like years ago years ago i used to drive her around on lyft and now she owns like her own bakery shop. I remember she was always a baker. Like she always baked pastries. That was always her thing. And I went in that shop. I didn't know it was her shop, but I knew that she had been baking for years. You know, I went in there and I recognized her. I don't know if she recognized me because I think I was wearing sunglasses. You know, I can't have all the fans knowing exactly where I am. <laughs> but uh, I went in there and I recognized her. And I was like, oh shit, she really did it. Like this is something that she wanted to do for a long time. And I wanted to, so I want to congratulate her, but I didn't want to embarrass her because there's people in there. So I want to say, hey, you remember when I used to drive you on Lyft? I didn't want to like do that shit. You know, I'm trying to be conscious of that. So I didn't want to like... <laughs> make her or make her feel like I was insulting her. Cause I wasn't, I was honestly, I'm honestly just really happy for her. I think that's great. Like I want everyone to live their dreams, you know, but I didn't want to be like that guy. Like, Oh yeah. You remember when you're, when I picked your broke ass up on Lyft <laughs> and drove you around? Like actually I was driving her. She would just pay me in cash, like at a certain point. So I remember that. That was interesting interesting times but yeah it's cool and i tried her stuff and i like it like she makes these things called astro tarts 
and they're basically like gourmet pop tarts so they're they're expensive they're quite a bit like for what they are um but they're good and it's a vegan bakery too so that's cool because i feel like there aren't a lot of those and honestly like i know some of you are probably skeptical about vegan anything but vegan dessert really works like you honestly do not need <laughs> like milk and eggs to make that shit at all you really don't like you'd be surprised it tastes like just as good like i understand what the meat products like when they make the vegan meat stuff like it's not really the same although some of it is really good like it's like just as good as like me honestly but that but i would say that you can tell a difference with this stuff you really can't tell the difference you know it just seems fresh it's you know there's nothing bad about it so i don't know i thought it was cool um i think it's cool that she's making that happen so shout out to her shout out to the china show i'm looking forward to our interview and stay tuned for the rest of life in zero gravity you know how we do on these airwaves on these space waves motherfuckers so stay the fuck tuned So I've mentioned it before, but I have a, a Regal Unlimited pass, so I watch a lot of movies now. I watch a lot of movies. Um, and this week I watched, was it two? Did I watch two? I think it was just two. I'm not sure. Oh, I'll talk about the two that I remember. <laughs> so I'll start off with the one I didn't like as much. She said, it's not a bad movie. And I almost feel bad <laughs> saying anything bad about it. But that being said, it's the first movie that I fell asleep watching in a long time. I made it to, I think I made it to like the last 10 minutes and I just knocked out. It's not a bad movie. I think it was necessary to be made. It's somewhat interesting, but when I look back, the reason why I fell asleep is the whole movie is basically them interviewing people. It's a it's not a documentary, which would actually probably be more interesting. It's like a reenactment of a of a documentary. It's just these uh, two women interviewing people for the entire movie. It's not bad. It's not like it has bad acting or anything. It's just it's kind of boring and with that subject matter and I feel bad because I know it's probably not supposed to be like the most gripping movie ever but I just found it kind of boring honestly yeah I'd give it about six Zeus slaps out of 11 around that that may be slightly low might be able to go to six and a half it's not a bad movie um and I think it, it, I wouldn't like not recommend watching it. I just didn't find it that entertaining, which I guess that is the point, right? Of like watching a movie or listening to an album. 
So this is a way that should I transition to that? I think I'll transition to it just in case. Yeah, I'll transition to it. This is somewhat unrelated, but <laughs> somebody as I'm looking, so there was a, a YouTube video I watched. It was about it was this guy who's a huge Kendrick fan who works for Hip Hop DX, and he talks about how there are like six songs on Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers that he skips every time, and it makes him question how good the album really is. And to be honest with you, it's like pretty much exactly how I felt about the album. I'm watching this, I'm like, yeah, like it's a cool message. Hearing it once, I'm kind of good on it. I don't really need to listen to it again, like some of these tracks. And I did listen to them multiple times, but that's what he was talking about. And I thought it I thought it was an interesting video. I forget the guy's name, but you could find it if you looked up. I want to say it's Justin. He's like one of the fame like famous guys from there. You know, one of the most known blockers from there. So I thought it was an insightful video. Um, and it honestly echoed a lot of my sentiments. And then I see people in the comment section that say, it is undoubtedly a masterpiece. I find myself skipping the same six songs and I'm like, hold on. I don't think something can be a masterpiece if you're skipping six songs. I know I'm sure people who listen to the show are so tired of hearing me talk about that, but it's just such an interesting phenomenon to me because I feel like it's like we respect the art almost to the point because in the review in this video the dude is saying it's almost like the music is too good and i'm like no that's not what it is (laughs) that is not what it is if it was good we would replay it (laughs) you know what i mean it's not like oh it's so good it's so intense that i can't listen to it again like nah, maybe it's just not made that well like it it could be made fairly well you know, like it could be made like, okay, yeah, it's not like it's made poorly. It's mixed well, but maybe the beat's not that interesting. Maybe the lyrics aren't exactly the most cutting edge. Maybe there's not a catchy melody. There's a lot more to music than just like, oh, this message and this message is so powerful that it makes the song automatically good. Like, no, that's not true. (laughs) That means it could have a redeeming quality, you know, And I have decided in the midst of all this, I don't ever want to hear any motherfuckers say diminish my work ever again, because I watch you motherfuckers do backflips to suck some of these artists dicks that you love. It's like, yeah, I got to skip six songs, but I love the album. It is a masterpiece. Like, okay. It's like, from what I remember, it's 18 track album. So you're skipping a third of the album and that's a masterpiece. That doesn't make sense. You know? And that's just what you're admitting to skipping. You're probably skipping more than you say. If you're saying it's a master, you're probably skipping. Well, if we really broke it down, you're probably skipping like half the album. And that's a masterpiece in your mind. I don't know, man. It's just something to think about because fucking masterpiece shouldn't just be thrown around like that. You know, I started got nominated for rap album of the year. I think it got nominated for album of the year for the Grammys. I don't think it should win either of those, but part of me would actually be, I would be happy to see another hip hop album win. I don't think that album deserves it. I don't think that was the best album. Um, I would say I honestly enjoyed cause Freddie Gibbs, uh, soul sold separately was also nominated. 
and I feel like that album, even though I don't think that I don't think that was Freddie's best album at all, but I mean Freddie has a couple classics, you know, so that's not to diminish it. But there weren't as many skippable songs on that one. I remember I didn't really fuck with the offset song that much. There's a couple others. There's like three or four where I was like, eh, I'll probably skip these. You know, so I would have picked I would pick that album over that album. I saw fucking Jack Harlow got nominated. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. That's fucking ridiculous. And it looks really bad because they always find a way to like fucking nominate any any slightly noteworthy white artist, especially a white rapper. They find a fucking way to nominate him. Like Macklemore winning over Kendrick for what the fuck was his album even called? I don't know. I, I want to say it's called The Heist, right? Or something like that. And then Kendrick's Good Kid, Mad City. Like, everyone thought that was a bad pick. Even Macklemore. <laughs> but they picked it, you know. But then at the same time, like, part of me is like, it's pretty fucking cool for an indie artist to win. <laughs> you know, like, there's... I'm just an optimist, man, so I'm always looking at that angle. I'm like, well, that's dope, because that's very rare, you know for indie artists to win shit at any of those awards. So that's cool. But yeah, um, I just find it interesting, man. We do backflips. I don't, you know, I did when I was a teenager. I outgrew that. So sometimes I wonder if a lot of y'all are just stunted mentally and emotionally where you're just like, you know, not really using logic. That's what I would say. But anyway, not to get into that too deeply, um they nominated some pretty good shit though but i would say i guess not this nas album missed the cutoff for it i don't know how the gibbs album made it though to be honest i'm not sure how that works maybe they submitted it before i know it was in the works for a while but that shit just came out but uh the, the that nas album shits on those albums i'm <laughs> i gotta be honest that nas album man there's not anything that's like there's like a couple tracks that you might skip, but even those are like songs where it's like, nah, it's not really a skip though. It's a very high quality album, man. Uh, praise to Nasir for that one. God damn. But uh, yeah, anyway, let me get to the menu. I watched the menu. That was the other movie that I watched recently. That movie I liked quite a bit more. And what's weird is like, as I was reading the, <laughs> so a lot of times when a movie ends, like I'll look up like, Hey, anything post credits? Cause you never know. Like usually a movie like that isn't going to have a post credits scene, but Hey, you never know. So I'm looking it up and I read this review. That's just like really negative about the movie. I'm like, damn, I thought this movie was pretty good, you know? So then I looked it up and like, it has overwhelming <laughs> positive reviews. So I'm like, okay, whoever wrote this shit was just kind of in the minority and they were just tripping. I give that about an 8 out of 11 Zeus Slaps guy. Uh, Rolf Fiennes, I believe is how you say his name. I'd be fucking his name up. I don't know. My bad. He's like a legendary actor. He did a great job. Um, the rest of the cast did a great job. It's an interesting movie. I feel like it was pretty unique. Um, at least I haven't seen a movie exactly like that before. It's funny. It was entertaining. And I mean the villain of the movie you kind of sided with a little bit at least even though i mean you know it's it's uh he definitely did some things that you wouldn't <laughs> approve of but yeah it was it was an interesting movie 
So I liked it. Um, and I, again, I feel kind of bad saying that she said it was just kind of okay, but I, it just wasn't that interesting. Uh, the menu, I don't know. It's like, it's. I, I guess I, I always like a mystery element to things where you're watching it and over time the mystery gets unwrapped. I always find that to be like a good setup for a movie where there's like some intrigue to keep you watching. So I think they did a good job with that. You're kind of wondering like, what is the motivation here? You know, cause it's about this, this uh, restaurant that's on like a secret Island, basically that you have to like, you pay a lot of money for it. It's super expensive. And all these people go there, right? All these like people with a lot of money go there and everything is not as it seems. So yeah, I think that's a pretty good setup. And the, the, Food is very elaborate. Rolf Fiennes plays this chef that it's like really like performance art food, basically. <laughs> like it's not all um, exactly food like uh, or it's not normal food you would find at like, I don't know, Danny's or some shit. <laughs> it's like the it's just some very elaborate dishes. And it's funny because it's sort of making fun of those food critics and food snobs. That's like part of the movie because like he's literally like insulting them with some of the dishes that he makes and they're just like eating it up like, oh, this is great performance art. Oh, like and it's just kind of funny, you know, so it's an entertaining movie. Yeah. And that's just my view. See it for yourself. I would say that I would recommend getting a Regal Unlimited Pass. Uh, it's definitely been worth the money. Like, I actually don't pay for all of the streaming services, but I'm paying for this, and I'm almost like, this is like having a streaming service, basically. It's just that I go to a building to watch this stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, good times. I know you're all thinking this, so I'm just going to say, airport security is a joke. <laughs> Airport security is a joke, man. A couple funny things. I was about to I was about to let someone's government out there. I am gonna let someone's government out there. But I'm not gonna tell you who it is. I'm not gonna tell you what relation they have to me. I'm just gonna say this someone I know, right? So <laughs> this is just random. I wasn't even planning to talk about this particular thing. But here we go. So someone I know. Their name is John McKinney. At the airport, John McKinney, when you hear the name, probably thinking of probably either a white or a black guy. Could be either one. You're not thinking of an Arab guy, though. <laughs> so the airport got shut down <laughs> because of a John McKinney that I know who is one of those two races. And it got shut down because <laughs> there's an Arab guy who was using this name apparently as like a fake name. And you take one look at this guy and you know that he's not an Arab guy. This was like, you know, during more of like heightened security you know, where there were different things. I mean, I guess there's always a possibility that he could just be being used by, you know, jihads. But 
it was incredibly silly to shut down a whole airport over that. <laughs> like, I I know we got to be cautious, but yeah, I'm still I'm still young enough to remember when it wasn't like that. Damn, pretty wild. Anyway, but what I was gonna say, this is a funny thing. I find it funny. So I have, I'll say it. I'll say it because it was unintentional. Nobody can prove anything at this point. <laughs> so I'm just going to say it straight up. I I accidentally trafficked DMT multiple times through different airports, just sitting in my bag, didn't realize it. Um, you know, I move around a lot. So it was in my bag uh, like a, a cartridge, right? so that snuck through multiple times meanwhile they fucking removed like i tried to bring a damn like spray sunscreen onto a flight and that was a problem (laughs) but the dmt made it through but at the same time Every damn time I go through that body scanner, they end up grabbing my dick. So what the fuck? What the fuck, airport? Like, for real? That's what we're doing here? I, like, I hear that beeping, and then I turn around, and I see, like, a dot on my crotch, and then they got to search me. And last time, they, like, really searched me. They, like, cuffed my balls and all this stuff. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, you don't have to do all this, you know? One of the times it happened... It happened in, um, like, when I was in Europe, and, like, I swear, like, probably the most attractive police officer I've ever seen, like, she had to pat me down. I could tell she was kind of feeling me. She was like, do you mind if I search you? It's like, no, you can. (laughs) I got this WMD in there. (laughs) So I was smuggling a WMD, you know, a white massive dick. And I'm just playing, <laughs> I'm playing, but a weapon of mass destruction. No, um, but it was just funny, man. It's like, I don't know if anyone, have y'all had that experience? You can feel free to chime in if you have, but it's super, it's pretty awkward. I'm not going to lie. And then it's like, you could see people looking over like, oh, what's going on with that guy? And they see him grabbing my dick, and it's like, this is kind of embarrassing, honestly. It's a little weird for everyone to just see you violating me in this airport right now. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And it's like, at this point, there should just be something next to my name, because it's happened at, at the same airport, like, multiple times, too. Like, LAX is doing that shit to me. It's like, just put something by my name. Like, hey... um, I don't know, like, yeah, it's not, that's just a dick. He's not smuggling anything, like, you know, like, do we don't, we don't have to keep going through this, you know. And then once you do that, then I really will smuggle. So <laughs> that was weird, though. It's like, come on, bro, come on. You can see it. I'm sure you, you guys can tell that that's a penis. You don't need to, like, grab on it and, like, check, you know. <laughs> And they're like, you know, they're like putting their hands on it. It's like, what the fuck, man? Why? Why do we need to do this? I think you could tell, you know. (laughs) 
Like, okay, yeah, there's a bulge right there. What do you think that is? Like, what do you think I'm trying to do here, honestly? Anyway, it's humorous. It's humorous to me, but also awkward. But also that uh, that, that officer in Norway, whoever you are, I feel like we had a connection. <laughs> so hit me up, girl. One thing I thought was <laughs> interesting, so... I'm I'm be honest with you. I think a lot of you probably think that I smoke weed more than I really do. I went a whole six years without smoking weed. I think anyone could verify that that knows me. They know. And but I do on occasion indulge. And recently I bought um this exhibit napalm one. I bought it because it was exhibit. And I remember when that first came out, there was like a controversy saying that it was racist because they used napalm in Vietnam or something. It was something along those lines. And that they used napalm in like their campaigns, like the U.S. used them against like Asian people, basically. So I'm looking at this napalm that I bought, (laughs) looking at the packaging. And I see that it says it's made in China. And I just thought that was kind of funny. It's like, yeah, it's racist against Asians and it's made in Asia. I'm sure that was the case. I thought that was silly when that happened at the time because I'm like, nobody's, they said that people associate that with like bombing Asians. I'm like, nobody was doing that. Nobody. I just think of a bomb. I don't think of like, oh, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to buy this because it makes me think of bombing Asians like no that's not what it was at all not what it was at all you know so I thought it was, I thought that was silly um and I got to say pretty good product pretty good product um I like the the feeling I got from it so it gets an endorsement for me. I got the Mamba one because, of course, that was like half the reason I got it. It's called Mamba. It's like, oh, Mamba forever, baby. We got to get that. And um, I went to Cushagram in, in Long Beach. I was actually picking up. So I'm telling you, I don't smoke every week, even every month. I was actually picking up some stuff for someone I know. A family member who will not be named you know they're not really comfortable going in those places so they're shy so i was like okay i'll do it i'll pick it up for you so i picked up by the way fucking great deal they were looking to spend like a hundred so i spent a hundred i swear i probably got like shit let me think I don't even know how many gummies. It was over a hundred gummies for that price, I think. Damn. Yeah, something like that, man. It was crazy. It was a lot of shit. Like it was good deals. So Cushagram. Cushagram hooked it up. They 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 had good deals. I asked what the deals were. This person was looking for indica edibles. God damn. I mean the selection wasn't crazy. It's only like six different kinds, I think. It's a pretty small place compared to like Stizzy. When you go in there, it's like feels bigger. What well, is bigger? 
this is like a smaller like mom and pop type of place but i don't know like i i felt like i felt like for that amount of money because i had also picked up some stuff for them at stacy before and i feel like for the same amount of money you got like double the stuff they were saying that too so yeah i think this like double what you got the other time because it was so i could count it out there were about five different things right and then a random sixth one that was like a hybrid i was like yeah you might as well try that you might as well try the hybrid too like it's a indica dominant hybrid so um i think i got three of each each of them had eight in it like around eight some more maybe some less probably averages out to eight uh gummies so let's see three times eight 24 yeah bro that's like easily over 100 that right there yeah easily over 100 gummies for like 100 bucks that's pretty fucking good from my experience and i'm not exactly like i'm not somebody who gets this stuff all the time you know but people were nice in there too and um yeah honestly like I highly recommend it as an alternative if you're a smoker or a drinker. That's part of why both of those industries have fought this shit so hard. A tobacco smoker, to clarify, is it's like a better solution to both of those. It's probably cheaper for you, too. I mean, in that case, like (laughs) that amount is going to last like that would last a while for most people. Most people aren't going to eat like a whole one of those packs in a day. You know what I mean? So take a couple. Even if you took a couple every day, it'll last you a while. So, yeah. Um, pretty cool. Cushagram. Pretty cool. It was, um, I would definitely recommend it if you're in Long Beach. It's up in like north. Well, you could find it, but it's like a, up on the north side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rosebuds. So I'm gonna start this with probably not what you're expecting me to start with. What's the big story this week? Honestly, unless you're in LA, there's a big story I can think of. But if you're not, not really too big of a story. But what I wanted to say is I was very impressed with the way that Israel Adesanya handled that loss god damn did he take it like a champ like i don't think i've ever seen anyone handle a loss that well it was so impressive and refreshing to see somebody like make light of it you know acknowledge like give the other guy credit (laughs) you know and then say you know that he wanted to keep going he even joked about them bringing back Steve Mazzagatti, who's a ref that notoriously stopped fights late. Just, you know, in good spirits, understanding the game that he's in. 
it was it it just made it like i understand some people don't like him and i saw people say that's why you need to be humbled you gotta you know like you see those those people who don't like any fighters having confidence i got news for you all fighters have that confidence especially top level fighters <laughs> like they all have a level of confidence that is way higher than the normal person <laughs> it's just so silly it's like do you realize that the reason why you're able to enjoy these great events these big massive events is because of the fighters who can fucking sell the events <laughs> like y'all want them to just have no personality or something or like you know how boring it would be if everybody just like was always humble on the surface and never said anything about anyone none of those fights would sell you know that's what sells the fights look at it like check it out <laughs> that's like one of the biggest selling factors for these fights is like people talking trash. Mayweather made a whole fucking career out of it. <laughs> like, you know, Conor McGregor made a career out of it. And he was exciting to watch in the octagon. But I mean, a lot of it came from his talk. Think about that shit. Y'all get all. It's weird, too, because I don't feel like McGregor being co cocky bothered people as much. People really seem to have a problem with like cocky black athletes for whatever reason. I mean, Muhammad Ali rubbed people the wrong way, he, you know, being a cocky black athlete. Um, shit, Jack Johnson before that, <laughs> you know like there's just a history of that people just want to i mean obviously there's a lot of racism and people want to diminish like black men black people in general and i don't fucking get it man honestly like personally if you're black in america going through what you go through in america and you excel it's whatever you do in life i salute you you know you have a harder path than the average white person and if you are succeeding despite greater obstacles i salute you you know even if you're not succeeding if you're trying i salute you so i don't fucking get it i'm just <laughs> racism will never make sense to me it's like the stupidest it literally is the stupidest shit in the world but i see it I'm aware of it hypersensitive to it like i i can detect it <laughs> all the time <laughs> you know so i don't know man shout out to israel Desanya, man it just handling it like such a boss with such class and you know just really you don't see that very often people just bounce back from a loss like that you know like he's he's just such a great ambassador for the sport of mixed martial arts you know he really has done a great job and really he's like everything anyone could really want in a fighter so one of my favorite fighters to watch and i was sad that he lost you know i was rooting for him
but uh honestly like he'll be fine regardless he's already before that fight even happened he's already a legend and one of the best like martial arts fighters of all time you know so no one can take that away from him he already like was a legend just off of what he did in kickboxing and then he goes to mma he dominates you know and i think he'll be back i think it could easily end up being like a trilogy honestly because he was ahead he was winning that fight and there's talk about um i feel like i'm gonna say his name pahaya i believe that's how you say his name pahaya because in uh portuguese i'm i'm sure i'm not saying it right i don't know portuguese but in portuguese a lot of times the r's make an h sound so i think it's pahaya so um they say that he weighed like as much as like 220 or even more in the octagon and Izzy weighs like, I mean, he's tapping, he's tipping the scales at like 190 something. So they're saying that guy had a massive weight advantage. Might be true. I mean, it seems to be true. I don't think anyone's disputing that. So, I mean, that could account for somebody being able to weather the storm and late in the fight, pull it out, you know? Because that's basically what happened. Izzy was ahead. A lot of people had him up 3-1 in the last round. And he gets caught. And that, you know, the referee stopped it. So that's kind of how it feels. But I don't know. Uh, he, I mean, obviously they put on a, a, an incredible fight. And I'm very interested to see a rematch. I want to see if Izzy can adjust. You know, this guy's beaten him a couple of times. Um, I think the, you know, actually every time has had some controversy, right? Like a lot of people don't think he initially won by decision and a lot of people don't think he should have won that decision. And then in the second fight, uh, Izzy had him basically out and they gave him a standing eight count. Izzy was, you know, putting in work. And then he ends up catching Izzy later and knocking him out. But it's like the fight probably should have already been over before that even happened. So then this fight, honestly, I don't think it was a bad stoppage. I think it was kind of early. I, I, it wasn't like a horrible stoppage. Like I could see why they stopped it. But from what I could see, it looked like Izzy was still intelligently defending himself and ducking out of the way of some of those shots. Like he was getting caught. But... um. I think he was still ducking a lot of those shots. Like the the moment of the stoppage was sort of weird because it was after he missed with some shots from what I saw. So I don't know. It would be it would be really interesting to see a rematch. It could go either way. Like obviously Pahea has the advantage, you know. Now on paper he's won three fights against Izzy, one in MMA and the other two in kickboxing. Controversies aside, he won the fights. So, on paper, he got the better of it. In other sports news, USC beat UCLA. UCLA should have had that game. 
I mean, DTR, you had a great year. You really fucked up in the clutch there. Three fucking picks, man. And I think he had a fumble, too. In your last game against USC, you fucked that one all the way up. Those picks were just bad, too. I can understand one, maybe even two. But that third pick, man, you threw the fucking game away, literally. That sucked. And, I mean, I like him. I, I hope. He has success, and I almost felt like I jinxed him because during the game I was like, I wonder how he'll do in the NFL. I don't know now. I mean, we'll see. It's one game, you know, and he's put together a great college career. But that was rough. (laughs) That was really rough. They ended up losing by three, right? I don't remember the final score off the top of my head. I want to say it was 48-45, high-scoring game, a shootout that they could have won. And I know he got hurt. His hand was fucked up and all that. And that's probably what caused like one or two of those picks. His hand was definitely hurt for the last pick. It's hurt for like, I think most of the second half, his hand was hurt, maybe even longer, but just that we know of. So he didn't look quite like himself. I mean, I think he only threw five picks the whole year before that. And he throws three in one game. That's rough. But um, yeah. Still a good year for you for UCLA, but damn, that one would have been nice to steal. I'm gonna admit though, I was a little bit torn because I I'm tired of the Pac-12 not being represented, and I guess now the Pac-12 really isn't gonna be represented because you know you USC and UCLA are leaving, but like the Pac-12 has not been part of the college football playoff much at all. Like they haven't been in the mix. And um, USC now is in the mix. They got to win. They got to win out to get in there. But hopefully they can honestly, like, I, I don't really have a logical reason to hate USC. I actually have family members who went there. I believe I have three, three family members who graduated from USC. So, Truthfully, I probably should be a USC fan. Something about the private school thing makes me um, not really fuck with it. And I'm close with two of those family members. The other one, nah, not, not so much. So I think that's part of it too. But um, I don't know. I really thought, I thought that U, UCLA had a great chance to win that game. And honestly, they were in the game the entire time. Up until that last pick with like just over a minute left. Like, what the fuck? They definitely could have won that game. So, and Zach Charbonnet looks like a beast. He's definitely going to be good in the NFL as long as he doesn't get injured, you know, which happens with the running backs. So, knock on wood there. But, uh, man, you UCLA really just fucked up back-to-back weeks. Just back to back weeks, like there's no reason they should have lost to Arizona, and then they they could have won that game. They honestly kind of outplayed USC. They could have won that game, but USC was supposed to be the better team. UCLA wasn't even supposed to be this good this year, so I don't know. They got Lincoln Riley. I mean, UCLA has Chip Kelly, but I don't think people think of Chip Kelly in his high regard as Lincoln Riley right now, even though, honestly, I think they're probably equally proven. (laughs) 
they both have gotten deep into the I feel like they both have like been one of the top teams. They've coached one of the top teams, but they haven't I mean they haven't won a championship. So like that's there. And then they're actually kind of similar cuz they're offense offensive coaches, you know. But their defenses are never known to be good. <laughs> so it's one of those tough things. But yeah, um and other than that, was there anything Trying to think if there's any other sports stuff I want to discuss. Not really. It wasn't really anything else too interesting. I mean, yeah, I guess that's about it for sports. Uh, the Lakers, I'll get, I, the Laker game is going to end too late for me to cover here, I think. Let me see. It's deep into the game. It's almost over. Might be able to, to cover it. Let's see. I'm just going to check the score, see what we can give you. But, uh, yeah, let's see. The Laker game is it's over, actually. Lakers win 123-92 to against the Spurs. Yeah, it's the Spurs, I know. The Spurs suck this year, but, I mean, the Lakers are not doing very well either, and they came out with a win. They came out with a win. They're 5-10 and 10 now, so they've actually won. Have they won their last three? Is that right? Could that be right? Another solid game from Westbrook. He oh, he didn't play that much either. Wow. He only played 21 minutes. He had he shot four of nine, two of five from three, uh four rebounds, ten assists, one steal, three turnovers. He was a plus fourteen. Anthony Davis has been balling hard lately. So he had 30 points, 18 rebounds, three steals, a block, two assists. He shot 12 of 19. So, damn, Anthony Davis went in. Like, he's been playing really well the last few games. He's like, let me see. I'm going to pull it up for you. So on the season, he's got 25.3 points, 11.5 rebounds, 2.5 assists on the year. But the last few games, let's see what he's done. Let's see what he's done. There's got to be... Where's it at? Come on. Come on. I've seen him, like, in the last few games, scoring splits. Ah, I'm just trying to see, like, the last few games. Come on. (laughs) Okay, anyway. He's been putting up, like, 30... 30 points, 15 rebound games the last few games. So that's good. I mean, that's over his average. He had like a crazy game the other day. Um, I don't remember which game that was. Man, this is my bad. This is not good sports coverage right here. I guess I was trying to cover some shit when I didn't have the info pulled up. But I know because I saw the games, you know, that he's been playing really well. He's been... And him and Westbrook are showing some chemistry. And the Westbrook thing off the bench has been working better than a lot of people expected, I think. I think people just assume he has like a big ego. He's not going to do that, but he's done it. He did what they asked. So, I mean, you can't really complain. So, I don't know. The Lakers are starting to turn it around. They're starting to gel. They're starting to get it together. Let me see. I feel like they've won... I know they've won two in a row. 
But I think they might have won three in a row. I think they might have won three in a row. Let me see real quick. I'm going to pull it up. I'll give you the, the accurate info. Because they started really rough. They blew the Spurs out 123-92. It's a 31-point win. Like That's an ass-beating. So let's see. Ah, where's the other? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Yeah, three in a row. So they beat the Nets, the Pistons, and now the Spurs. So, oh, yeah. I can, I can tell you the, these AD stats. These AD stats. So AD against the Pistons had 38 points, 16 rebounds. What He did something crazy against the Nets, too. See what AD had against the Nets. And against the Nets, he had 37 points and 18 rebounds. Yeah, man. So it's exactly what I said. Like, the last three games, he's had, like, over 15 rebounds, over 30 points. Right? Tonight, he had he had exactly 30 tonight. 30 and 18. He's putting up some numbers. Like, he, he's starting to impose his will, which is what you want. Lonnie Walker's been playing well. So far, Lonnie Walker the fourth this year. He's shooting 47% from the field, 16 points, 16.6 points. So pretty good, pretty good, honestly. He was 6 of 12 tonight, 14 points. He's been a good contributor, you know. They've had, I don't know, There's they're showing some life. They're showing some life. Austin Reeves had 21 points tonight. Austin Reeves, I mean, he's been impressive. You know who hasn't been impressive is Patrick Beverly, man. I didn't really want him on the team. Um, I don't really like him. <laughs> I think he's annoying. <laughs> he's averaging, yeah, this is, oh my God. Yeah, this year so far, this is his worst year so far. So he's averaging, he's shooting 28% from the field. Oh, my bad, 28.1% from the field. points, 3.7 rebounds, 2.9 assists. He's averaging 27.8 minutes. What is Westbrook averaging? Because that's about to piss me off. (laughs) That's about to piss me off. Let's see, Russell Westbrook. I'm going to look up Westbrook right now. Sorry, this is not the most compelling either, my bad. It's it's interesting. Fuck that. So Westbrook is, I just want to see minutes. Oh, he's averaging two more minutes. But, I mean, Westbrook's shooting, at least he's shooting 40.4% from the field, which is not great. But to be fair, he had a bad start. So, lately he's been shooting better. Um, Westbrook's putting up 15.8 points, 5.5 rebounds, 7.5 assists. So, he's clearly playing a lot better. I remember people wanted people wanted Patrick Beverly to start. And I was like, I don't know about that, bro. Like, he's not really, like, a starting point guard. like. I understand you think he plays good defense, but now I see people saying like, oh, Westbrook was right. He really does just run around. It's like, all right, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, it's just funny. Things really shifted. Now y'all like Westbrook. I told you, motherfuckers. I told you Westbrook has a lot of heart. He fucking tries hard. That's the most you can really ask for. He does nearly everything on the basketball court well. You know, he doesn't shoot that well. He doesn't shoot as horrible as y'all try to make it seem like he shoots. 
I mean, he's not great. It's definitely one of the weak points of his game. He's not that fucking bad either. <laughs> you know, he's not that bad of a shooter. He's not a good three shooter. He's yeah, he's really not a good three shooter. Now for a guard, yeah, he's you could say he's like a below average three point shooter. But in general, he's not a bad shooter. Like honestly. He's a great passer, great, great rebounder. He's he's so he's way above average in passing and rebounding, you know. And I mean, he is a good defender when he tries, which is like, yeah, sure. He doesn't always put an effort. He's put an effort this year. He blocked KD like a couple games ago. He usually blocks KD when they play. That's what I realized. Like he goes at KD, (laughs) you know, Um, and he gets, he actually gets a good amount of steals and stuff. Like overall, he's a good player. He's one of the best athletes to ever play the game. You know, he's very fast. He turns it over a little more than you would want, but people act like, like people just act like he's out there averaging 10 turnovers or some shit. It's like Kobe averaged three, he averaged four. So he, he turns the ball over more than Kobe. You know, if you look at the list of the guys with the most turnovers, they're all great players. (laughs) You know, I, I believe LeBron now has the most turnovers of all time. So you're not going to say LeBron's not good, right? It's just silly. People are very selective. This is a long-ass sports segment. I'm going to end it here. This has been KCRO Sports. We got more next week. You know this already. Let us read from the book of Graph. <clears throat> to this day, I'm the best she ever had, but I'm an even better dad. Women think that I'm nonchalant. They only want me because they want to want. Huh. I could make them obey easily. Name Mimi, just want a piece of me. I can break some off and still have enough. She want to get fucked hard on savage stuff. I got the dick to touch out of reaches. And my amazing power pleases. I never waver on doing favors. True player, the way I move is major. Breaker, breaker, you still listening? <laughs> Moving at a pace that's blistering. I got a lot more work to do, but I won't go berserk through you. People think that I can't be genuine. <laughs> Maybe that's what happens when you win. They all just want to discredit. But I kept it real. I never misled shit. To this day, I'm the best she ever had. But I'm an even better dad. Women think that I'm nonchalant. They only want me because they want to want. I'll show you. That's our show. Shout out to all my listeners. Um, you know, I, I really try to do better every week. I feel like things have been getting better. So I pride myself on that. But there's still room for improvement. And I recognize that. But much love to all of you out there. Um, 
honestly, if you ever invested any time in this show, I do appreciate it. I know you could be doing other stuff with your time. So I appreciate that. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'll be taking a break this week. I'm trying to like reset the algorithm because it seems like they got shit fucked up on there for some reason. So I'm about to log out (laughs) and, you know, just take a break. They got me again. All I did, (laughs) I put, so in my story, I was talking about like, you know, how someone was just basically like how I don't think that six skippable, six songs you skip on an album means it's a masterpiece. That seems like a lot to me to call it a masterpiece. (laughs) So I think that that's quite a bit, quite a bit right there. But, um, well, actually, I might not be able to do that, though, now that I think about it, because I have the China Show interview this week. I may not be able to take the break that I want, but I definitely want to take a break soon. Um, I've wanted to for a while, but I think I actually need to to reset the algorithm, because it seems like I've been shadow banned, which is getting old. So I don't want that to keep fucking happening to me. And I was reading about like how to prevent it, and this is a way to fight the shadow ban. So if you're shadow banned, so there's a way. Just take a break. They'll, they'll like remove some restrictions or like they'll ease up on you, you know, because I think we just get watched. So they're just looking for reasons to take our shit down and stuff. So what I did, you know, I was talking about that album, not even really talking about it, just saying in general, not trying to shit on any specific album. If there are six skippable songs, I don't think you can call that a masterpiece. It's it's a little silly. Like, we got to stop throwing that shit around so lightly. As I said earlier in the show, what I did is I posted something from Twitter that was like, it's a fake dick on a plate. And it's like someone with chopsticks grabbing it. And it says, nah, the dick eating it is crazy. Like, that's what I was saying. Put it in my story, fucking got flagged, and now I'm at risk of losing monetization again. Fucking Instagram, bro. It wasn't a real dick. Obviously wasn't a real dick. Come on. They always do stupid shit like this that's so counterproductive. Like, let me be me. Let me create. I'm giving you great content. You need to stop this bullshit, okay? All right, Instagram is getting fucking old. Anyway. Uh, yeah, you're not going to see me on there as much, especially this week. But yeah, I, I'm going to have to take, I'm probably going to, I might have to post some stuff for the China show. I don't know how fast they're going to edit that interview, but I would think I should probably like tag her or something, you know? So never mind. May not be able to take a break as soon as I want to, but I'm, I'm going to take a break though. I'm going to take a break because need to i gotta reset this algorithm and honestly i don't want to be on there i want to be more productive i want to fucking make music i don't want to just be like on there trying to promote music that no one's fucking listening to because the algorithm is preventing them from finding me so (laughs) i think it's more productive for me to chill and you could catch me on tiktok my tiktok is the same as my instagram at life in zero the number zero gravity so Check me out on there and be doing some bullshit. Probably going to end up getting banned from TikTok. Fuck it. Watch the wild ride. Until next week, motherfuckers. You're a stenographer. You stay doctor.
like you meant and never were lost for words You won't drop a sentence, you won't get off my nerves You won't stop the mentions, you're a stenographer You stay documenting, you're a stenographer You're a stenographer Yeah, you're a stenographer you don't have to record this, I already did Computer capture my consonants so crisply My chipped tooth got my lips wandering so lispy I'm enunciate clearly, thought you get me kid We were kids, we never really got to live Society made us grow up so quickly Might just be our fault, I know but it's sickly The finished product is I got a lot to give Caught in this metropolis, it's so hard to breathe Not just the smog, I mean financially What if you and I would link romantically? Maybe then the weapons we drawn would start to sheath But every day you bursting with your guns blazing Triggers click, pierce my body with your words so fast Words in your steel trap, wait to be heard at last If it's games you want, just know I'm done playing I earned it, I'll wait for you to king me at last But when we talk, all you do is bring up the past You're a stenographer, you stay down you and never lost for words You won't drop a sentence You won't get off my nerves You won't stop the mentions You're a stenographer You stay documenting You're a stenographer You're a stenographer Yeah, you're a stenographer yeah, you're a stenographer Spent the last few years trying to appease you I went into debt so you could prosper But it was an act, you were truly Oscar Now some fool veer by just to please you one in three chance it works of even that But you're gambling with my most prized possession Abandoning your dream for ill-advised obsession Come on, Sino, you receiving that? I tried to, but I'm not digging your philosophy You say saying one thing and doing another Meanwhile, you're snitching, are you undercover? Each statement is laced with hypocrisy But I got you, I document your missteps Thought you got away without a consequence Unlike you, I ain't living on the fence Careful, I'll lock you into this rep I'm the type you used to drop a lot of grooves on Write this one down, yo, I gotta move on You're a stenographer, you stay documenting Never lost for words You won't drop a sentence You won't get off my nerves You won't stop the mentions You're a stenographer, you stay documenting you're a stenographer